1: and welcome to Chapter Tactics, your 40k podcast which focuses on playing Warhammer 40k competitively at all levels of the game. I'm your host, Petey Pob, and I gotta say guys, before we jump into this show, I have not been a very good host. Last week, I did not put up an episode. And the week before that, I put up an episode, but the week before that week, I did not put up an episode. Um, and I'm gonna be real with you guys. I'm really happy about a lot of the Newhammer stuff I've been reading, um, you know, I've been really excited. Reese and Frankie have been really excited as well. Obviously they're NDA'd, so they can't tell me nothing. So I know about as much as you guys, even though some of you guys think I know everything about New Hammer, but I don't. Um, but they've been really excited, and long story short, um, I am, like a lot of people I've been talking to, like my guest James most in no doubt, I am just patiently waiting for the new edition to drop. And I've been kind of burnt out on seventh edition.
0: Yeah, me too, man. After playing as many games as I did in seventh right. edition, just, you know, getting away from the table and just kind of readying myself for eighth for and kind of trying to keep an open mind. Maybe playing a couple of games at Age of Sigmar to hopefully uh, get an idea of what things will be like in eighth. I mean, it seems like some of the mechanics that they've released in the Warhammer community have been pointing towards that in yes. some in some aspects.
1: Yeah, I, I too have also been playing Age of Sigmar, um, though for a completely different reason. I just actually really like some of the models and the fluff behind it, so thought I'd check that out. Yeah, it's dumb. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> some of it's some of it's a little um, uh, mysterious, it was yeah, vaguely.
0: I was just meaning that it, it, it's dumb that you like Age of Sigmar, but I, I'm just kidding, of course. It's, it's, it's actually a really a fun, fun game. game,
1: and i and I've totally got the bug. So oh yeah, so uh, guys, uh, if you guys want to check out. Age of Sigmar. Head on over to the Ninth Realm. They just released an episode um, where you decide which faction you want. We talk about deciding the faction you want. It's kind of cool. It's a good episode. Uh, but moving on from Age of Sigmar, because this is a 40k tactics podcast, James and I are going to be talking about what we're going to miss about 7th edition. And before you leave, before you turn off the podcast, it's not going to be tongue-in-cheek humor because some of the stuff I've read, although I don't think I've found anything I dislike yet from what GW's released, But I know there's some things that are different that I'm definitely going to miss about 7th edition. And so I would like to leave 7th edition with a more positive note. Like, it was definitely better than 6th edition.
0: Yeah, I mean, 7th
1: edition was basically the Band-Aid for... Yes, Sixth. and it was it, at the beginning. It was really, really good. I remember a lot of people were very happy about the seventh edition changes. Right. Um, so we're going to talk about. I I, I want to talk about some of those early seventh edition changes that people were stoked about, um, because I I would say that I probably went full on into the competitive scene in seventh edition. Right, at the beginning of seventh edition, and it was kind of like my golden days of 40k like yeah, if absolutely. i were
0: yeah i mean to, to be entirely honest i mean one thing that just i mean while i have it hot on my mind was um we, we all thought the psychic phase was was pretty awful here in the last part of seventh edition but you go back to six you remember everything was just passed on a, on a leadership test so you get psychic powers off without any kind of recourse from from your uh, from your opponent you know that that was pretty bad also that was when screamer star was like at its Oh, yeah. Nastiest. That was
1: that was brutal. Yeah, to a oh.
0: re roll with you know every power that you want to go off. That was when like flicker fire used to um, do more shots by getting more um, successes on the dice. Yes, right. So yeah. or, or some something like that. Anyways, it was it was bananas, and they shored up little things here and there, and just a lot of the stuff people were complaining about kind of came in line with the way it should be in, in a tactical and yeah. a little more fair way.
1: Also, um, riptides weren't being joined by uh right, buff manders <laughs> yeah that was which is, a, which is a big deal um and then you you had tau was a lot more prevalent mm-hmm. tau and space marines were a lot more prevalent yeah we were talking about that day. me and brandon were talking about that because it's funny the way that tau have kind of developed you like
0: into seventh yes. yeah like you see riptide wings every, everywhere yes but at the end of sixth edition all you saw was a firebase cadre yeah which was, was the riptide and all the broadsides and, yeah and they would just annihilate things shoot people off the board and, and this is this is like no knock against tau players but it's like you guys went from like really shooty stuff to like extremely shooty stuff and you got the storm surge, just like, okay, all right guys. So do you, do you really like just like throwing dice and going, well, go ahead and uh, just pick up your models and uh, we'll talk later.
1: And and not only that too, (laughs) but all of the stuff like in sixth edition broadsides were, were durable. Like they, yeah they were really terrible. Say, All you yeah. had was Grav. You know, there weren't the, the Death Stars weren't as powerful in Sixth Edition. No, they were. It's just they, that they were kind of like different. Screamer Star. There was it was more because like okay, so the Death Stars in Sixth Edition, Screamer Star, number one, bar none. But Screamer Star mm-hmm. hasn't changed much. Seer Council was considered Seer Council. But the thing about Seer Council, Screamer Star, and Centurion Star, which yeah. I think were arguably the the three yeah, biggest the ones Sixth Edition that were, Death stars, the, like the big kind of like bugaboo of they, they weren't six. as killy as like the super. Like the wolf star, the crazy wolf star that you see of Brandon Grant, or like the A long star with the super character, super friends. Mm-hmm. Like they just weren't as killy. The James um, Carmona Cabal Star. The I James mean, James Carmona <laughs> Cabal Star was another good one. Was, um, the Screamer Star can only get you so many attacks um, and so many special characters and right. so many different types of weapons. The Centurion Star generally wasn't too good in close combat. Um, it was mostly just really shooty and you could teleport yeah. it around, which was kind of risky. Yeah. Um, so Death Stars have certainly evolved. But 6th Edition was was a uh, was crazy. It was a, a mess. Let's it, be real. Yes. It was a mess. I think that
0: 7th edition coming out in such a, you know, like rapid machine gun fire fashion yes. lends to the idea that, you know, the developers knew like this is this is kind of going the wrong way. Yep. Um w- when you have 7th now though, like th- what I always will remember about 7th is the the like overall different kind of builds that people can make out of the same codexes that were still viable like there that's was true. so much flavor and flair to everybody else's builds it's true like, you, you would never see yeah it was a diverse field and you you would never see like the same exact build like yes. you know the, the medalists were metalists, but they weren't always you know like you know item for item the same yes which was good i mean you didn't want to be playing
1: mirror matches all the time that was boring No, and, and that's actually um one thing i'll talk about a little bit more when we go into why seventh edition why what i'm going to miss about seventh edition but i don't I don't think it's gonna change in in New Hammer, in in the new edition. So so, uh, but but yeah, the diversity. And for those of you guys listening, I know a lot of you guys like going to tournaments. A lot of you guys are more competitive-minded players. Um, So you might have friends that say, "Oh, the competitive community, you see the same like three lists." Like, no, 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 no. Don't listen to them. Yes, don't listen to those guys. Those guys. Anyone who says that all you see in the competitive scene is Eldari, uh, Wolfstar, and Demons, battle company, or battle- demons. I mean, already, already, because I was about to say renegades. And yeah. I, already, I'm thinking of multiple lists right. that people could say that they always see. War Convocation, Taudar, uh, 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 Monster Mash, Eldar. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, there's just there's so many different builds. Yes, and when you have something like that, where the where the whole field is like you know a different style, different flavor, right. you have to make your lists so that they can compete with everything, or at least be able to stay on the table to score. Yes, all right. So you're you're making it, you know. I don't know. Just it seems like you're making your list to kind of be an all-comers thing. You can never just do one, like only one thing well. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't suit the game, and and so. It it forced people to kind of make their own balance, just out of inherently, you know, trying to cover every
1: base. Yeah, you know, that, it, which is cool. It, it was fun. It was it was really cool. Yeah. So basically, um, I I look forward to hopefully that continuing in New Hammer. It, yeah. it looks like it so far. Um, every faction they've revealed so far it seems to be pretty strong. At least some of the units they showed and some of the cool things they talked about. Yeah. Um But we'll see. Uh, but I I will I will say that seventh edition, I, from what I saw in the tail end of fifth and sixth edition. 7th edition was probably the most diverse so far that I've played in right well but,
0: I mean the way 5th worked was the newest codex at the end was always the best one yes and it was pretty evident with you know looking at Adepticon and seeing that it was like 75% of the field was Grey Knights and you know how, how fun could that possibly have been you know it, it probably was pretty boring
1: yeah oh yeah so anyways moving on from that uh we're going to talk about some tournament news real quick uh since you guys have last heard me I did say I was going to be playing in the Broadside Bash um that is actually the reason why I did not have an episode last or two weeks three weeks ago yeah well you were half right you did play a Broadside Bash but I did, what did you play I played Age of Sigmar Oh my god Boom. you traitor Relentless D my team showed up they didn't need me they they probably I think they went a combined uh 21 and 3 I think yeah, or relentless twenty-one D and twenty-two house. and three. Yeah, it was it was relentless. D had a good. Jo- oh, I guess minus Chris Minchberg and Nicholson. I don't think they did as well. Yeah, but I mean, as long as your team is showing up like
0: that and yeah. having oh, a yeah. couple players just you know wreck it, that's yes. awesome. Yeah, it, so relentless D is definitely like the the dominating team here in SoCal
1: at the moment uh, right now yeah right we'll we'll see we'll, well it depends on who adapts to the newest edition fast enough so i'm trying to get those guys like geared up trying to get them to play some major sigmar you know get some of their their sigmar juices flowing so we'll see how that works out um but they don't really like it just i just sigmar. want to let you know right now that i don't want to be anywhere near relentless d juices
0: flowing anywhere so just keep me away please that, that's, <laughs> all right it's definitely a
1: rough and tumble guy right <laughs> so uh moving on from relentless d juices uh the new, the winning armies, the five, and the two 5-0 armies at the Broadside Bash. Um, so first off, uh, before we continue on this, I would like to go on a little bit of a rant. Um, and this isn't a knock on the Broadside Bash TOs. Um, I'm not calling them out, uh, even though it might sound like it. I'm not. They did an amazing job. They always run a great event every year. I love going to the Broadside Bash every year. Uh, but if you're a TO and you have the option if a player has wins two awards. I know this happened to you last year, James, mm-hmm. um, and it happened to Aaron Hayden from LSD this year. If a player wins two awards, you should give them the option to pick which award is best. So just to give you an example, Aaron Hayden, he won best, second best overall and mm-hmm. best general. He went five and zero. Mm-hmm. he had the most battle points. Um, he also won second best overall. His army was well painted enough to not beat Doug's army because Doug's army was even more well painted mm-hmm. uh, and Doug's sportsman score was a little higher, but he, he did really well. He earned second place overall. Now Aaron Hayden, they ended up giving him the second best overall trophy and giving the best general trophy to another player who did not go five and zero. Um, and Aaron Hayden was was a little disappointed, to say the least. Right. Okay, so
0: uh,
1: when that happened to me last year, right? Yes. I won
0: the Broadside Bash a year ago, and uh, you, I ended up getting... Um, well, you think, got Best Sportsman. Best Sportsman, right? Because everybody at that event pretty much had like perfect sportsman scores, right? Yes. So what was going to happen is I was actually going to get no award. Somebody actually said, you know, hey, listen, you can't let the guy that won the tournament take home nothing, and that would be kind of weird. Yes. But, I mean, in the end... They, they have an explanation. This whole thing, Pablo, is just just basically supposed to be predicated around the hobby portion. Yes. Right? And so the general, the you know, best general, is, is what he was wanting to go for, right? Right. Well, I mean, that's evident in his ITC, pairing, or ITC score now, right? Right, right. I mean, some people want the accolades. I get it. You know, I understand. Um, but for me, when
1: that happened to me, I didn't really care that much. It oh, was yeah, it was I, and, whatever. And to you me. didn't, you definitely didn't care at all. Yeah. But um, and and that's that's the thing. It's not about whether the person who wins the award cares or not. Yeah. It's giving them the courtesy to let them pick which one they care about the most. So so if they for for those of you who don't know, James went five and zero, oh, and the person who won best general went four and one because I think they had more battle score points. Right. Because they were using old school battle points. Yeah, but um, you definitely had the harder road to five and zero. Oh. Oh, yeah. I think for sure by, by a lot. Yeah. You, you well, I mean, I, I literally beat the person that yeah, you that did. You also beat the person right. that won best journal. Right. Um, and then they gave you best sports score, uh, I think I think they probably could have been like, hey James, do you want to do you want to win the best sports score? Do you want to win the best general score? Um, and then with Aaron Hayden, where I think it mattered a little bit more to Aaron than than you, um, they crowd probably could have just asked him like, hey, do you want to win second best overall? You can get some prize support there because yeah. there was actually they didn't have prize support for best general, but they had prize support for second best overall. So if you want that prize support, yeah. like cool, you can have that prize support. But Aaron didn't care about the prize support. He wanted the best general. Um, and I think at that point, you know, if you're a TO, just, just, this is just a tip for TOs. Um, if you have people who win multiple, uh, awards, you know, let them pick just, it, it, I think it'd be really cool if more TOs did that. If you just let them pick. I mean, that's definitely, I mean, I think it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, it doesn't seem like much of a stretch to ask somebody to do that.
0: Right. At the same time, you know, other people I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure are are prideful in the way that they, they do their things. And. You know the
1: broadside's been going on for a while
0: now. That's true. You know, and that's absolutely if, if true. They've always done it that way, and they're not really changing anything. You can't be upset if you already know what's going to happen.
1: That's ab- that's absolutely true. And you know? once again, I'm not knocking broadside bash. Um, I I will continue to go every year. John Maycomer runs a great event. Yep. Love having a good time there. A lot of their terrain is really wacky and fun. It's well, it's really beautiful. It, I mean, it's it's a not, lot
0: of it's beautiful too. It's, it's not necessarily like the best tournament style terrain, but, no, that's, but again, it's they're not necessarily yes. a. I don't know how to say this. It's not. It's not a competitive style event, right? It's just an event that has become competitive, right, right, right. because but, of the people attending it.
1: But if you are a smaller tournament organizer and mm-hmm. you have a smaller event, that might be that might make the difference between people showing up to your event and making it a GT, you know, hitting that or a major, mark, yeah, or a, you know, so like the broadside bash, it's an established event. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're they've been doing things a long time. They have earned the right to do things their own way. Right. It's an established, well-run event. Um, but if you are a smaller event. You know, you're you're trying to hit that twenty eight person mark. Yeah, I, that might no, be I, I agree you with adjust. you in that. I yeah. agree with you in that case because that's a lot of people,
0: especially on the West Coast, and not not so much on the East Coast. The West Coast, for sure, people have gotten used to a, a certain kind of ebb and flow to a tournament, right? Yes. Like they, a lot of the tos kind of run things the same way because we have such a nice, nicely constructed tournament packet and template that you can. You can get kind of a, a lot of consistency between events, even even though like maybe the stores that are having them yes. don't even know each other. Yeah. They all run pretty smoothly and pretty much the same. I agree. That, that's also a big shout-out to the Best Coast Pairing guys because, again, if everybody's using that, then everybody kind of is on the same page, and, yes. and the players are, and TOs, again,
1: won't, they'll get along a lot easier. Right, but, but if you're in, like, Nebraska, yeah. you know, like SNJ Games. I just made that up. It's not an actual store. I am going to make up something for SNJ. SNJ Games, you know, hobby store. You know, in, in like Nebraska with maybe eight forty 40K players and you're trying to get people to come to your event. If I traveled from, uh, uh, I guess, one of the Dakotas. D- the Dakotas are next to Nebraska, right? Idaho? I don't know. I'm not. Idaho. If you travel from Idaho <laughs> to Nebraska, which I think is like a six to eight hour drive, depending where you are in Idaho, um, are you just uh, making this up? Right I'm now? making you're this up making 100%. This shit, I can tell. So for
0: you guys who can't see, Pablo is just like, like mad scrambling for
1: his phone right now. Right? I'm like, yeah. Oh, where's my map? <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, oh, but man. you get my point though. If you're traveling, uh, a long amount, a long distance of time, maybe you have a buddy, a buddy who lives in that area who says that it's a cool store. Mm-hmm. Um, you go there and, and you, uh, are put in a situation similar to Aaron where you win a prize. Maybe you won best sportsman and you could have won like best general, mm-hmm. um, or whatever, whatever, whatever happens. Um, you know you might not want to go back and then right you know, i mean
0: I, I think it's up to, you know what like i think that the the easiest way to kind of do that is just to list yourself as either a a competitive tournament or b a hobby tournament i mean there's nothing wrong with that no there's absolutely no right, because wrong with the thing that. is like in some cases maybe best sportsman is actually to that particular to more important than best general absolutely right and so in his head he's like i'm giving this guy the best you know prize that i can yes right so, i mean it, <laughs> How do I put this? You can't necessarily be upset if you don't get the exact prize that you want. I mean, unless... Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, I mean, no, I get it, it. not beggars can't be choosing. Because you're not a beggar. You're you you you're a patron. You're going and paying money to play at this event. Okay, and that's the, fair. Right. But at the same time, I mean, read the packets, right? That's always number one. I, I mean, if you're going to be a competitive player, this is a little pro tip here. <laughs> read read the tournament packet before oh, you please, go. please. Every time. And especially do it before you spend any money, right? Oh. Always make sure you know... Um, if you know people that have gone to the event that you're interested in going to, make sure you've talked to them already and say, hey, "Is this a cool event? Is this something that you think, you know, that I might like? You know, who, I, you know, how I am and the way that I play? Is this something that you know you think I might like?" I mean, do your homework. You know, it's like anything, and especially if you're going to travel to do it, you don't want to make a bad investment, go have a shitty time, and then you come back home and you're like, "Why did I even do that? I took time out of work." Yes. Blah blah blah. I mean, that's in the end, you're you're going to end up having a bad experience. You you know, you're going to make a negative um, impact on on people around you because you're not having a good time. It, it's kind of up to you now getting back to what happened with Aaron. I know Aaron. Aaron's a good dude. He's, he, he's a, he's, he's, a, a really, really nice, nice guy. guy. He really is. And I understand like for him, especially he's been working really hard the whole year to kind of make a name for himself. You know what I mean? And it's right true. now he's kicking ass. Yep. Like no doubt. He, I mean, he won the event, right? It was him and Doug both went five and 0 he's got a great army um he knows what he's doing. Um he's he's really quick on his decision making. He finishes his games even though he's a he's a, um, a Renegades player for the most part. I mean yeah. Renegades are difficult to finish games with. Right. But he does very well and I think he wanted that recognition and that accolade. You're 100% And I, and I get that. Dude, I totally understand. I was the same. You know it's funny. Broadside was that for me that same year. It just it, for me, I didn't really care about the awards. All I cared about is the way the it went points. down the ITC points. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "Okay, I've got my major." Um, I mean, that being said this year, that, that major was not, or that event was not a major. It was just a GT. Yes. Right. So, um, again, no, no bash on Aaron. I'm just saying like, he, this, this was his validation, I guess, Yeah. you know, and, um, hey, real quick, if Aaron, anything, man, I mean, take it from me right now. Like good job. Yes. You know, you're like, validated. I mean, I, I, I think you're a great player and you deserve the win. And I don't think anybody that went to that event with you would ever take any of that away from you. Yep. You know, so Makes if sense. you're listening to this, Aaron, I mean, good job, dude. And, um, I, I wouldn't, I, it, you know, my my advice to you is don't don't sweat the small shit. You know what I mean? Like that's true. It, uh, if anything, you know, you you did well. You made a name for yourself. People know to look out. That's it's as, as simple as that.
1: So, long story short, uh, if you are a small time TO and you're working to make yourself bigger, um, be mindful of what your players want. It's very important. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, the other side of the coin, right? Yeah. If you are if you are a hobby oriented event, which is perfectly okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Or if you are a competitive oriented event um maybe make a mention of that somewhere in the packet or or just kind of make it well known like broadside bash they, they say that all the time yeah right? absolutely it's, everyone knows that that's what the broads absolutely bash is like about.
0: people bring in like uh you know like right. stories and stuff yes. for their their armies it's it's light but again because of the people attending it's become
1: competitive and play age of sigmar wait what you damn fools why? Why are you segwaying so hard right now? Age of Sigmar. I'm Jeez. just. i just. Uh, the reason. The, the reason why. I like another reason why I like Age of Sigmar uh-huh. is you can tell the difference. Like you, when Age of Sigmar, you know you're getting into a hobby event. Like it, that's just the way Age of Sigmar is. The armies yeah. are all beautiful. Everyone's trying to be really nice. Everyone's trying to be really friendly. It's more beers and pretzels, mm-hmm. and. And and everyone shoot like best overall in Age of Sigmar is like that's to me I think and I'm a competitive player yeah. who really focuses more you know on what, best general. Right. Yeah. But I like if I won best overall at an Age of Sigmar event, like I'm I'd be like, Yeah, I'm I'm working on my dark elves. I'm trying yeah. to get them to look nicer so I can win best overall points. Right. Because at Age of Sigmar I don't want to win best general because I mean, for God's sake, the turns aren't even consistent. the The initiative roll is such a swingy thing. Yeah, it's so it's fun, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just not like a true competitive game. Well, not yet. Not not maybe not yet. I, I don't think it ever will be, and I'm okay with that. No, I'd be okay with that too. But the way that I've seen, I mean,
0: especially since they're going to be doing stuff in the general's handbook too, that's I guess in development now. Is that correct? Uh, it
1: it is. Um, Right now, we just have a little bit of points. That's, it. I think, what they've released.
0: Right. Um, I mean, we, we don't know. I'm just saying, like, the speculation on the internet. I, and again, I'm not associated with this show. I'm just a guest here. And I'm, right. I mean, from what I've read and what I've seen is that people are, are, are under the impression that, that GW is actively trying to shore up shortcomings in their in their rules. Right, which is good. Right, which is great. And then and that would allow the game, I guess, at some degree, to become more competitive because things will fall in line and, and you'll be able to have some kind of, you know, parody. But in their core rules. Right. Uh, well, yeah, the core rules definitely yeah. are not... Like super, the quarrels are not you know? written no.
1: to be to be competitive and yeah. tight, and that, like I said, that's that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. Um, balancing the game is good for any game, sure. Right. Yeah. So, anyways. Next next tournament. There's one other big tournament that just happened. The uh, Storm of Silence yes. in Spokane, Washington. Now I actually don't know much about this event other than the fact that uh, Sean Morgan, I think. Yeah, abuse Sean puppy, Morgan won. Yeah, Abuse Puppy. Abuse Puppy from puppy. Team Zero Comp won that event, and uh, I think there was a cash prize of 500 bucks. Ooh. Yeah, so, it's pretty cool. Um, so Sean Morgan. First off, I don't know anything about the event, so congratulations. Yeah. Um. Though I did hear some some yeah, talk there was a through f- the grapevine. Yeah, a fair of amount some controversy. of a controversy.
0: Um. I I don't know exactly what the deal was. Um. Right. I, I I did hear one thing about maybe some like you know uh, rules interpretation. Um. That, that maybe wasn't in the favor of of Sean's opponents. But I mean, there's. I wasn't there. Right. Right. And I, and I, I don't think, know anything about it. And a lot of times when you get people that you you play against and and you know you have opposing views on the way a certain rule plays. It's just that one simple thing can cause a game to go from friendly and light to salty as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Like, quickly. I yeah. mean, th- there could be two people that are, I mean, completely having a great time. One rule comes up. You're like, you're reading this like a doofus. There's no way that's what was intended. Yes. Or, you know, this even to the letter of the law, that makes no sense to me.
1: And I've seen players like, uh, I think, uh, okay, I don't want to shout any names. No. I don't want to say any, call anyone out. But you know these two people. Um, one of them is a beautiful policeman. Um, and the other guy is a beautiful fireman, um, and they played, and they got really salty at a tournament. And these guys, James, you'll agree with me; these are two of the nicest guys yeah, you will fun. ever play. They're fun, and I, I saw them and recently I looked at each other and we're like, "Is this is actually this happening? happening?" Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. they, I think, I think it turned out it, like it turned into something cool. Like I think yeah. eventually it calmed well, yeah. down. I mean, but I, a good dude. So I, the, the point is, I've seen, I've seen some of the nicest people i know play and then they and they're you know they're cool yeah they're, yeah they're they're cool and then they just some rule goes wrong and i think the, m- the bigger important thing is and the reason why i brought up that controversy and why i brought up the storm of silence is not only to say good job storm of silence crew you guys did a great job um but also like just remember that this is this is the reason why seventh edition is exactly. being fixed yeah Re- I remember it's it, yeah. it's the it's the band-aid <laughs> mm-hmm. band-aid's ready to come off yep um, so, so you know, just just keep that in mind uh, before you call someone like a cheater, or before you say like a rule should be interpreted one way or another. Just remember that um, GW has openly admitted that they they need to fix their game by say, by opening up to the community and getting playtesters and bringing in feedback. Right. You don't do that if your game's perfect. You know, you you don't do that if like your game's running smoothly and, and you know it's a you know it's a great perfect game you know so so obviously by them doing that they're admitting that there are some faults in their game yeah and and there are we're not going to we're not going to Sit no. here and talk. Say the forty k uh, is perfect. Seventh edition forty k is perfect. It's not. Uh, no, it's not. But and
0: in New Hammer, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be there there's going to be a share of kinks oh, yeah. and things like that that need to be ironed out. Yeah.
1: Um, over time and, and GW sure... knows that. That's why they're they're yeah. saying that there's going to be a living rulebook and a living FAQ. Right. Um, that they know that they might mess up. They're human, mm-hmm. um, or that the playtesters might mess up. You know that they're human. So, I, I, honestly, though, yeah. look, I mean, we're we're drawing now on over thirty years
0: of warhammer experience right it's like true th- with these developments i mean i'm sure that the people that are making the rules these days, i mean when i say sure i mean i'm saying that figuratively i, I mean they, they most likely are people who are really i mean they're students of the game at this point you know that they've probably done their homework and mm-hmm. seen the way other rules have clashed and not worked and the rule sets have just come kind of clunky mm-hmm. um i'm hoping i have the best you know like feeling about this i really do i i, I mean i'm excited just thinking about it I think a little bit of a you know, I'm a little bit chubby, but it's okay. <laughs> and uh, and and I'm I'm like I think I think really honestly, man, I, I think it's going to be good from what I've seen so far in the the Warhammer community website. It it's, looks, it's, it looks, it looks cool. like a lot of the stuff that I had issues with, right, are just being like, okay, guys, look, this is what we've done yes. to fix this. Yeah, and they're like, woo. Yeah, I'm like, that thank was, that's God, amazing, dude. Templates was a thing. I was just like, Jesus. If any of you ever played against a Renegades opponent, you're just like, okay, so this is going to take. What 15 minutes to try and figure out how many actual hits were being done, yeah. you know, and how many people you see sitting to argue. arguing. There's no way that's hitting. No, that's in. That's out. Blah
1: blah 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 blah. And then there's a problem. You know what I mean? You, you know what? I actually saw Ugh. a beautiful, beautiful meme online. Mm-hmm. um It was it was a bunch of things that came up. It was like GW give bring us back bring us back our games that you discontinued. And then oh, GW yeah. we got you fam. That's yes, right. Shadow <laughs> war again. Blood Bowl. Yeah. And it's like. Give us, give us true scale marines. We got you, fam. Yeah. Primaris marines. You know, and, and there's more in there. I'm missing yeah. a lot of it. But, but that really is the new GW. Like, I feel I've, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I'm sure you guys have examples at home. But I've seen things where I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure how that's gonna work. And then they release something else, and I'm like, oh, they've already thought of, they've actually already thought about that problem and moved on. Yeah. And a little bit of um, insider knowledge here because I am privy to some knowledge i'm also under an nda so i can't say any of it um but reese and frankie the they're really excited about some of the stuff and some of the little teeny tiny things that they've said just like they haven't given me any information but some of the little like things that they've gotten excited about it gets me really excited yeah, oh, because course. they're because reese it's is, a community chubby yeah, oh yeah you. yeah it's exactly it's a community chubby. um re Because Reese and Frankie, you can feed you can you can feel their energy when they when they talk about some of the newhammer stuff they're just like it's like they want to tell us how amazing it is so badly yeah um, they, they, when they're they talking about go. it on their podcast mm-hmm. no they they obviously they won't you know yeah. i I've already tried seducing Reese in his bedroom. I, I put pull, I pulled out the the fur coat or the the fur fur, fur blanket the
0: fur, the fur rug
1: the you, fur rug. Thank you. You, you
0: want to put a, like a like a
1: bearskin rug
0: down in front of a fireplace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have have even I even give him my
1: give him my soul tree voice. Oh, face, just stop. Like, <laughs> trying to charm my panties off. Okay, um, but it didn't happen. Didn't work, obviously. But it, the point is, is that it's really exciting. It's a really exciting time yeah. right now. Um, so guys, uh, just remember. Don't, try not to get salty. Try not to to birth the new edition in a cloud of salt. Try to birth it in a cloud of happiness and joy and yeah. true scale ultramarines. Well, hold on. Before we, before we go into anything else, I just, I mean, you go online and, and it seems
0: like the overwhelming response to a lot of it's this other positive. stuff is all positive, which is good. Yes. You know, I mean, I've seen a couple guys out there complaining, but it's usually just that vocal minority that you see and you're just like, okay, that guy's, you know, just sour, whatever. Yes. Um, overall, though, man, like, we as a community, not the easiest going and agreeable people. Let's just say that. <laughs> and for whatever reason, it seems like we're all kind of really like coming around I feel this like we're this, uniting. this new edition. Uh, yeah, new, or I agree. new hammer, whatever you want to call it. That, yeah. The new thing that that GW is producing for the 40K stuff is is really actually bringing people together. It seems like a lot of the 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 gripes and issues are being answered. And then when people kind of like say, you know, hey, you know, that's actually really good. Instead of somebody somebody saying, oh, well, that was a, like a stupid fix, mm-hmm. you're, they're getting affirmations. They're getting people saying, yeah, absolutely. Like, thank God that's fixed. Yes, my God, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, right. So I, I guess like going going into this this new this new game, I mean, it, I think it's going to be wide open. Like, it's going to be. Probably closer to a new game style altogether than just like a new edition. You know what I mean? Yes.
1: Boom. From what I've seen. It's going to be great, man. So we are we are healed from the 6th edition wounds. Yeah, man. That, that virulent yeah. <laughs> vitriol on our skin. That horrible eyesore. We're now healed. It's, and the yeah. Band-Aid, the 7th edition Band-Aid, is ready to come off. And I think I think that Band-Aid did its job. Yep. Um. And the ITC. The ITC and the Band-Aid. So it was... The ITC was like the Mary Poppins, you know, like a spoonful of sugar. Oh, so makes the 6th edition go down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then GW was like, we got you, fam. 7th edition. Slap that on. Don't worry. Just play with that for a little bit. Yeah. We'll, we'll get something good going. We got this thing called Age of Sigmar. We're testing it out. If it looks pretty good, we'll, we'll maybe incorporate some of that stuff into... You know, Newhammer. which is what is honestly that's what it feels like. It, well, yeah, it, it looks it like it a lot of like like,
0: the combat stuff that they talked about so yeah. far seems like after, after now having played a couple of games of Age of Sigmar, I'm
1: like, okay, well, there, there's like there's feel, the there's line. Some, yeah, there's some there's some similarities yeah, there. For sure. Okay, guys, so before we move on to the main topic, uh, I would like to introduce. Hopefully, if we got a new commercial going in, we did some recording earlier today. Um, maybe we'll have a new commercial, or maybe you'll hear my beautiful voice in a little small 15 second commercial, or we might hear Blake and Ed. Once again, the Dynamic Duo and their commercial. Anyways... That Blake is so sexy. Oh, yeah. Anyways, we'll be back right after this commercial break. Yo, get off the computer. I need to check eBay. I got an auction ending soon. Wait, what are you doing on the computer? I'm just buying some minis online. Are you, are you saving money? No, nah, dude, saving clicks. Time is money, right? Hey! What the heck was that for? Dude, you gotta buy from Frontline Gaming. They offer savings on minis every single day. Whoa, that's better than saving clicks. With all that savings, I could take a few days off of work so I can paint these minis. Ow! You gotta stop that, it hurts. You know what hurts? Spending three weeks base coning models. Save yourself some pain and get them painted by Frontline Gaming's painting studio. You know what, you've got all the answers. That's why I'm glad you're my best friend. I don't know what I'd do without you. I could never hurt you. What are you looking up on eBay? I'm uh, selling a bunch of old models. Don't really use them anymore. Why aren't you going through Frontline Gaming's secondhand store? You can get money or store credit. I think you broke my nose. I don't like your tone, mister. So I'm just gonna say this. Head over to frontlinegaming.org for more details. And we're back. So, on to 7th edition. Uh, Now, uh, I will preface this entire topic um, with this statement. I enjoyed 7th edition. I am biased. There are a lot of people who didn't enjoy 7th edition, and I think there is actually some misconceptions there. I think a lot of people overwhelmingly enjoyed 7th edition in the beginning, but Sometime after the Gene Sealer Cult Codex got released, there was a lot of rules bloat, um, the Rapid Fire releases, a lot of new things, um, and the FAQ f- kind of did a really good job of fixing all of the factions, um, all like Eldar and all the codexes and all the factions really did a good job FAQing. But towards the end, like the Gathering Storm books, um, those FAQs took a little bit longer. I, we still don't have our Gathering Storm Primark, the the Rise of the Primarch FAQ still, um, obviously we know now why we don't have it. Um, but towards the end, there was a lot of rules bloat um, and there was a lot of rules and it affected a lot of people's tournaments and a lot of people's perceptions of the game. And, you know, the, in general, the public has a sh- more short-term memory. That's just the way it is all the time. Like people tend to forget that um, something b- something was actually good, now it's bad, and they just say that it's bad mm. um, and vice versa. So, mm. so I, I would like to kind of point to the old days of 7th edition, you know, hearkening back to the old 7th edition days when everything was really balanced and all you had to really worry about was Eldar being OP and Warp Spiders. Those Warp Spiders were really good. And even then, when, um, when oh my gosh, Alex, when he won... Harrison? Alex Harrison won the LVO with, with 45 Warp Spiders. That was kind of out of nowhere. You know, it was like no one had really ran forty five warp spiders here. Not in the U.S. at least on this side of the pond. Yeah, yeah. So, so that kind of came out of nowhere, and then warp spiders blew onto the scene, and they were the public enemies. But now we're warp spiders. You know, people are complaining. You know, not complaining, but people are at the end of seventh arguing whether they should bring inari warp spiders or regular craft world warp spiders. Whereas before, you just it was like a no brainer. It was like you're bring you're bringing aspect hosts, you're bringing mm. warp spiders. Like it's gonna happen. Now you don't seem as much. Um, so, the reason why I'm saying that is 7th edition changed a lot. 7th edition, there's like 7th edition 1.0 or 7.1 edition, mm-hmm. and then 7.2 edition with the FAQs, and we're kind of in that limbo state, and then 7.3, which is where we are now. There's a lot of rules blow, and a lot of people are very dissatisfied with the way it is. Um, so, something I'm going to miss about the new edition, I'm just going to go out there and say it, I'm going to miss the psychic phase. Um, because it looks like the psychic phase as we know it is done. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I use the uh,
0: psychic
1: phase uh, pretty much exclusively with my army. Right. And before and you guys, before you guys, you know, turn off your, your podcasts and, you know, throw your, your devices away or whatever, um, I don't miss the psychic power. I will not miss the psychic powers. I will never miss the psychic powers. I will never miss psychic spam armies. That's not what I mean when I say I'm going to miss the psychic phase. What I mean is, is when you had two evenly psychic out armies, like you had two armies with like eight to 12 warp dice each, and you had a lot of powers and mix and match, those psychic phases were fun. You know, there was a lot of like rolling one die on a key power to kind of psych out your opponent. There was a lot of mind games. You know, there was a lot of thinking and strategizing. A lot of meta above the game thought happened in a, a good psychic phase. Um, obviously if you were like Tao versus demons, the mm-hmm. psychic phase probably wasn't fun for you. Um, but I will miss those, those, uh, key psychic phase battles that armies went through.
0: Well, so. I mean, I, I don't think I'll miss it very much because I mean, I, I use it, like I said, almost exclusively to make my army work. Um, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm just bored of it, but that's just me, you know, that's just, I mean, having to roll psychic powers, before every game you know that was like you know what 10 15 minutes of, of paperwork i remember like i take the paperwork from you know tournaments it's like just all the, all the stuff that i wrote down mm-hmm. and i would keep it in my 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 messenger bag right <laughs> and i ended up throwing all that stuff away about like about what, two three weeks ago and i kid you not it filled the whole binder <laughs> right and i'm just like okay this is this is bs i just really hope that like going into the into this new edition I'm, the, I'm obviously in the opposite hit side of this pablo right. um i hope that there's no bookkeeping like that like that i won't have to do something in in the order of buying a, a you know a three ring
1: binder just to, just to play 40k so you're saying you're not going to miss all those papers and books that you had to lug around with you oh god no 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 i'm oh, done man but the codexes they were so pretty they're pretty
0: at LVO, I had to bring a roll-around cart just to carry all my stuff, my army,
1: and all my books. You so built that? You built that like
0: two days before the LVO? No, I built it at the oh, you LVO. Did? You
1: built it in the hotel. That's I remember right. that. I built it while
0: while we were like sitting there doing registrations and stuff the night before, <laughs> and and I didn't bring any tools, so I was using my monkey fingers to do it. Yeah.
1: I remember that. Anyways, uh, one thing I will miss about 7th edition, and this is probably going to get a lot of flack. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not because I'm a Death Star player, but I'm actually going to miss Death Stars. I'm I'm going to miss characters being able to join units and you kind of like having to think... Well, it, it's 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 a little different depending on what format you play. Mm-hmm. In ITC building a Death Star list is a lot more challenging because you're only limited to three detachments. So it's it's like you really got to think about it. And a lot of people I think well oh well, it's a no brainer. You know mm-hmm. you just you bring your conclave, you bring your baseline dark angels unit and you bring your dude and like well like what about saint celestine you know what, well what, if, what about what her she want... comes in every every list now right. just about right? right that's true you're right she or like what if you want to add some like shrouded to your death star i don't know no i know what you mean you you, you there can, usually the... is like one or two units that you have to leave out yeah. that you wish you could have had right
0: um that's the thing is is you're going back into what we call variety again right, right. It's, it's it's really cool seeing Different kinds of Death Stars. I mean, like, for example, my Death Star isn't really your standard issue Death Star. Mine is no. a board-controlled Death Star that has summoning ability and can, you know, kind of weather a lot, and, and it can choose to be super durable or not. You know, things like that. It's all yeah. really different than a regular Death Star. Like, you have an Aaron Along Death Star, which is your true traditional right. Death That's Star.
1: That's like the one with That's, the super friends. Yeah. Everything it, can kill you. Yep. It's It doesn't die. It has, like, 1,500 points. Yeah.
0: It's, it's right. an amazingly strong, scary... Right sledgehammer right and then there's
1: like the brandon grant Grand Death Star, star which, which is like a battle company and the wolf star which it, is different that's you know. a completely different death star yeah, they're it's hard all, to
0: kill they're all cool so you, remember, you have to a lot of people don't like really understand like the way that that whole process came right to be like i mean it starts off with armies that can shoot you off of the table in one turn
1: yes that's right. actually true. That's uh, and A, a- Long talks about this a lot yeah. online. Is um that's the reason why he he ran Death Stars because he wanted to run an assault army. Right. And the the Death Star was like you said a direct evolution from huge shooting armies. Right. Big big shooting armies. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, so, and and they were prevalent from six and seventh. I
0: mean, you could just a Tau army, uh, an elder army, even some in some cases war convocation can shoot you off the board in one right. turn, and you're just sitting there like, okay, well that was fun. Let's I guess re rack this and play again. And, you know, it's not, it's not conducive to a normal game. So then you're like, okay, well, what do I have to do? I'm going to go back to the drawing board. I have to make something that can make it across the board. Right. And unfortunately, to do that, you also end up kind of lumping in a lot of other weaker builds that you just automatically smash because of it. Right. And that's why Death Stars get flack. So because especially if you're a new player, it's kind of a little bit... Uh, I mean, daunting to, to have to yes, go up against absolutely. some guy some that doesn't lose anything giant, yet. Exactly, and, and they don't know how to play to the missions yet. Right, and that's how you beat Death Stars. You play to the missions, you make it, you know, stretch out and not to cover too much. Yes, and then you you can be making you make a lot more manageable. And
1: actually, um, I don't know anything about the new edition, but it might still be relevant in the new edition. We ha- I have an episode on how to beat Death Stars, um, and I th- thinking back on the episode now, it, it, those same tactics apply to large. Hard to kill models and units. Same exact thing. If you have, if your opponent has a lot of points synced into a hard to kill unit that also kills the fuck ton out of everything it sees, yeah. um, you go back to that episode and listen to that episode. Especially when the new edition hits. Um, I, I don't want to toot my own horn here too much but i did try to talk about my episodes holistically and the tactics in them Mm -hmm. um so when the new edition hits go back to some of my episodes you know go back to the very first episode where frankie and i talk about alpha strikes Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure alpha strikes are going to be in the new edition they're in age of sigmar they're in every game i've ever played Mm -hmm. um so you know go back read about or listen to alpha strikes listen to the death stars listen to the how to beat battle company because there's a lot of good how to beat msu armies in that right right so so just go back to those old ones and then get the knowledge that you can from those um also and you heard it here first i'm going to try my absolute hardest to talk about every single faction in the first month of the release wow um so so you know I, i'm already planning on it i've already got guests lined up um I'm, I'm going to try and talk about as much give you guys as much tactical new hammer information to get you guys going um because the new edition is going to hit maybe sometime next month, maybe maybe during the yeah. summer. But the new edition is going to hit, and then we're going to have the BAO, Nova, the SoCal Open, the uh, Iron Halo GT, um, and then pretty soon the LVO, uh, the T Shift. It's tournament season is coming. It's yeah. summer is the tournament season. Um, the, I think the Flying Monkey GT is maybe after it. Um, but the the point is is that. The new edition's gonna hit, and then everyone's gonna have to hit the floor running. And my team on relentless talk about this all the time. The person who is going to win ITC this year is going to be the guy who adapts to the new edition the fastest, by far. That that'll be um, it. Yeah, I, I think so. Because there's because they haven't racked up a ton of points yet, and we still have a, we right. still have like well, seven. I can think of off the top. of my head, seven majors. Yeah, the the funny before, part about the way that we're kind of LB. hanging LB. here
0: in 7th right now right. is that everybody's playing those those lists that you were just talking about a couple seconds ago where you don't you're like using these crazy super friends lists, right, Celestine, right. all the the, the new um, what do they call the Gathering Storm books and all that stuff and, and really people that that are like super interested in the game aren't actually playing right now. No. Because they're, they're, they're just waiting. like their hands in the air going, dude, this is just too much. Yeah. So it's a lot of the guys that maybe were we're kind of nipping at the heels of the top they're they're in large and in charge right now and, and winning events and they're kind of going back and forth at each other there's not like a consistent one person that's like winning everything yeah like true. last
1: year and then there's a there's a lot of people who are just who haven't shown up matt root yeah. uh brett perkins mm-hmm. uh, pajama pants you know um harrison sean sean naden yeah Nanavati did just win a depth yeah to be I, fair. I mean, did, yeah for sure you know but i i'm sure he hasn't played a whole lot of seventh edition games since then yeah um the thing is is we're all anxiously awaiting yes. a new edition
0: Edward. and so there's not as much interest currently in this in this edition no here's something so, I, but what you're talking about well, to, just to get back really quick so the the points whoever's gonna win itc this year i don't know unless there's somebody who in this last couple months of seventh, just like absolutely steamrolls steam everybody they could get far enough ahead in the game like the way matt did
1: last year yeah to win you never know you're right you're right. Um, now one thing that i think is kind of cool if you are one of those players who is sticking with the tournaments um it is actually there is a kind of tournament like physicality and mentality you kind of get into a groove when you go to tournaments right um you you get like like you start knowing exactly how to put your army away um where to put it where to put it in your car um you know what to take to events you start buying those water bottles you have your case of water bottles Mm -hmm. that you take to all your events um so there is a kind of like tournament form you can get into. So a lot of those guys, like Aaron Hayden, who's who's just not only is he waiting for the new edition to hit, but he's also doing well and he's playing yeah. a lot of seventh edition games too. So he's going to be in tip-top tournament shape, so right. to speak. And and see that you know what's really funny about that. I was I
0: was totally thinking about that this year. I was like, should I keep playing tournaments? And I, I was like, you know what? I I think for me specifically, it it's not as easy for me to try and continue on with seventh and and have myself in you know form for that because Mm -hmm. it'd be really difficult for me to for me to kind of like forget and 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 throw away some of the stuff that won't work for the next edition right so i'm just trying to go into it with a clear mind and like no expectations just kind of you know taking the information that's given to me for the given faction that i want to play and just making it work and that's it You know, I don't think I can try and keep that much in my brain. It's just not enough space in
1: there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And here's something, here's something that I've been doing is I've actually been playing Age of Sigmar. Right. Um, I'm planning on going to another, traveling to another tournament with Scott Mm -hmm. Reed, the guy who ran the Broadside Bash, Age of Sigmar Broadside Bash event. I'm planning on going to another event with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to go come to the one next month Mm -hmm. at at Ease Games. Um, So Age of Sigmar is how I'm keeping in tournament form. Uh, right. it, it's it's a very simple game. Like I'm not gonna devote a huge amount of time into like breaking the game or breaking the meta. Um, I've got my good solid fun list that I like, my dark elves or my beast claw raiders, um, and that's it. And I'm just gonna play Age Sigmar and stick to that tournament form and kind of just get ready for the new edition. So when the new edition hits. I, I'm I'm aware, like I know what I have to do out of the game. I, I have to be situationally aware, I can't mm-hmm. forget to do s- silly mistakes. In um, Age of Sigmar, you still do those too. You forget to move a model, you know, you forget to shoot something, you maybe mess up your shooting order wrong. Um, little mental errors like that, that happen more often with the less tournament games you play. So I'm playing Age of Sigmar to kind of get ready for that. Yeah. That and also the, the rule similarities- uh, So you know, far. Help, help a little bit yeah. so far. So from what I've seen, um, that was just a happy coincidence. Moving on to something I'm gonna miss from Seventh Edition. First, actually, you didn't
0: say you got to say something else that you think you're gonna miss from Seventh Edition. Oh, right? well, what am I gonna miss? Again, just variety, but like one Varieties, specific thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, man, it's it's difficult. I'm Pablo. I'm pretty burnt out on Seventh Man. <sighs> yeah, I I'm hear not. You. I'm not gonna lie. I, like, hear you. I I I played the full season last year. I traveled. Um, we went. I mean, I went as far as uh, ATC, which is in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, we. I've played hundreds if not probably getting into like over a thousand games i mean there's yeah of seven for two years yeah oh uh, yeah okay fair enough yeah okay fair enough i mean because right. there were times there in the beginning of seventh where um i was literally playing up to three or four games a day yes right on the weekends just trying to just get through i mean sometimes we wouldn't play the full game be a re-rack right things like that we, just just to try and get through and try and test oh, you're out right. things. you played you played a lot of I've, games of seventh edition so i mean i'm just i guess Like, hearing other people have
1: fun playing it is more fun for
0: me at this point than actually playing
1: it myself. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, I I had a lot of fun because playing Age of Sigmar, I finished all my games like Mm. an hour and a half early. Right. Um, And that's something I will not miss about 7th edition. It looks looks like Games Workshop is looking to... Definitely, the game looks slimmer. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like it's a
0: lot more streamlined, which is good because I don't enjoy sitting at a table with somebody for two and a half hours arguing over minuscule rules that mean freaking nothing. And it's just like, you're, you're, like, Oh God, it's so obscure S- story of my seventh edition life. Right? Exactly, man. Come on. Just make it streamlined so we can all agree on simple rules. Right. And I mean, in some cases, simple rules are actually the more effective, more tactical, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm, like I said, again, I have really good feelings about the way the new edition's going to come seventh edition. I'm sorry, Pablo. I know you had me on to try and you know, be like, oh, it wasn't so bad. I'm just over it, bro. <laughs> so I
1: know, I know you're over it. What something else I'm gonna miss about seventh edition? What's that? Alpha strike armies. Well,
0: you uh, don't know that there's not gonna be alpha strike. Oh, I'm armies. sorry, I'm
1: sorry. Null no deploy armies. Oh, null no deploy no armies. Null deploying armies. Yeah, that was an article uh, that came
0: out today was, about uh, reserve
1: manipulation. Yeah, there was there was an article that came out two days ago when they talked about you had to, I think you had to reserve like half. No, or,
0: you may reserve up to only up half, to half. Only half. half. You cannot go more than half.
1: So so what that implies. Is that you have to leave stuff on the board, right? Right, you have to, no matter what. You yes. can't null deploy. Now, what if you have like like fifteen hundred points of your list is really important, and five hundred points isn't? Um, so, it, it, I think I don't. I have no idea how list design is going to work and how the factions mm-hmm. are going to work. But um, I do think that some people are going to have to leave really important stuff on the board. Um, so, Alpha Strike armies. It's from what I feel. Uh, like from what I've seen, I feel like Alpha Strike armies are going to be really strong. Um, what they what they talked about with with uh, reserves when they come in, they have to be at nine inches away. Mm-hmm, but right? they but then they come in, I think, automatically. Right? Or, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they or not in... automatically, but they come in with no oh, scatter because no, it... there's no scatter die anymore, right? I think I'm not entirely sure to be honest with you. But
0: I, what I was gonna say though is that for a second there, I, I thought it was you come in automatically, but there was something in that article today that said if you don't come in by turn three, you're dead. Yes. That's so true. that 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 no, so you never mind so you have to come in <laughs> up, that could be
1: pretty bad but what that implies is that um reserves are going to be a lot more uh um what consistent and mm-hmm. that you're not going to have um units coming in um and like scattering you know because because they wouldn't have the nine inch the nine inch minimum oh yeah um you know if if you had scatter dice well they that'd specifically mentioned that they said it's going to be a
0: difficult charge at
1: nine inches right is, right i mean unless you have a reroll, that's above average right quite a right, bit right 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 so that just implies like because c- if you had a scatter diet and you had to be nine inches away from your opponent they'd be like mm, what if i scatter into it's the a nine super in- safe scatter pablo right. they're just weighing in on the side <laughs> everything, of uh, everything has dropped yeah, right. <laughs> um, but 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 the the point being is that you can't null play anymore i think that i think that's pretty clear is that if you have to leave at least half your armies on the board, you can't null deploy anymore. And I come from a, a background of, of null deploying yeah, with drop, drop pods. pods. No, yeah. no, no.
0: What was annoying was a single drop pod null deploy.
1: That That, that is, that I also, think, what they're that, trying to... That, you're right. A single drop pod null deploy is kind of a bummer. But, like, Deathwing armies, Deathwatch armies, Space Marine armies, all those null deploy come at you, Alpha Strike. Well, Deathwatch wasn't necessarily
0: a, a, a null deploy. It was just... Okay, I don't show up turn one. I'm dead. Remember, because that was the whole could, thing.
1: You could, because there, you could get drop pods. You could. You get, could like, put a drop run.
0: pod in a Deathwing army, but you couldn't run a regular Deathwing army. That's
1: true. I'm sorry. Well, not Deathwing. What's it called? Deathwatch. Uh, death, not Death. Deathwing Watch and Deathwatch. No,
0: no, no, no. The other one, uh, Legion of the Damned. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, you Legion could of the Damned. You, you literally legion. could not run that by itself yes. because you would lose turn one. Yes. I, I mean, I, I think that some of you, that's a silly rule that they kind of got through the cracks. I'm hoping that's something that gets shored up going right. into the new edition. Right. And right.
1: that has to do with reserves. So, yes. Um, another thing that, and I am just spitballing here, guys. Mm-hmm. I do not know anything about this, but I can kind of infer from 6th edition going into 7th edition, going into the new edition, I'm going to miss Razorbacks and Rhinos. Because 6th edition, how many Rhinos did you see in 6th edition, James? Uh, I don't know. very many. I mean. Like One. A few. Maybe I remember the most. when I first started 6th edition yeah. I wanted rhinos I was, There were pods everywhere of yeah. course But I wanted to run a rhino And I ran a rhino rush list in 6th edition And I got steamrolled And every time I ran a rhino, yeah. rhino rush list I got steamrolled yeah. They were bad And then this beautiful thing came out in the Space Marine Codex oh my God. Called the Gladius Strike Force Battle company And in it the battle company exists Now we don't know if there's going to be A new battle company um, but if the new GW is any indication, yeah. they would be wise to not include free transports again.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I just, I used to crack up when, when people would be like, I get 700 free points. It's, oh, like, it's <laughs> you're like 700 free points.
1: And then they're like, oh yeah, well I summon an extra thousand points in a right. game. And, and you're just you're like, like, Jesus, oh my gosh. But,
0: what are we doing
1: here? But I'm going to, I'm going to miss seeing five or more rhinos on the board um because i i don't know i i've just i've got a feeling that that maybe i mean you don't know you don't you don't know if if rhinos are awesome i will be happy i will yeah. i will be happy if, if a rhino rush list is a viable strategy yeah. in the new edition uh, you can consider this entire statement null but you know yeah. i mean it just it's seems like okay, they're not so, going to be free anymore so you're not yeah. going to see like 10 on the board
0: Let, let's be real we don't really necessarily know that it's going to be a, a thing where they take away all of our favorite toys. I mean, they're very well. No, you're could right. Be. You're... I mean, the thing is, is I I think that it's pretty blatant what some of the issues were. All right, I'm right? just going to go and say yeah. I'm going to miss Battle Companies, okay? That that's probably more <laughs> along the lines of yes. what you want to say. Yes. I mean battle companies. I just didn't uh, want to get the hate. De- demon summoning, uh, War Convocation. I'm not going to miss Demon Summoning. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. No, I, I, I did that, and I would miss it. I mean. Like all the free stuff that we got in seventh, it just it just seems like it weighed the game down very heavily. Yes. And it made it so that, you know, you weren't able to ever get tabled. Like when was the last time you heard about somebody in seventh getting
1: actually tabled? Um, I don't know. To, there's too many Death Stars and battle companies that, to that's what I'm saying although you, I have tabled my fair shell of Eldar players
0: okay you know what's really funny yeah you're right Eldar is, as good as they are actually are one of the one of the they get tabled they, they can, the yeah they can be tabled if they're if they're not the, careful the, which yes. is I mean it's a finesse army still you can't just you know yeah, you can't just you know auto win with it you're gonna have to move your models in a smart way yes. anyways that being said though like I cannot remember I mean even even like, I'm, it, like with me I haven't tabled anybody in a long time and my army's fucking nasty yeah I mean, it has a lot of damage output. It's it can, true. I mean, I can destroy a lot of stuff. Doesn't matter. Like, I can't, I, I can't remember a time where I was like, dude, I totally overwhelmed what you had, and and you know, you had nothing left. Yeah, right. And that's that's saying something because the the offensive output of a lot of these armies is so high, and yet there's so much inbuilt durability. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, I I don't I don't know, man. I don't I don't miss any of that either, you know. And I don't think Pablo. I mean, I'm I I want you to be happy, and I want you to have your rhinos. I really do, because I know you love rhinos, like real rhinos in real free, life.
1: Free rhino. If you love something, you have to set it free. That's right. It'll come back to you. If it,
0: if it's meant it'll, to be. It'll come it'll, back.
1: It'll come back to me in yeah. the new, new edition.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, I, I don't know if you ever know this, but you know, a Razorback is, is
1: actually a pig. It is. A Razorback is a pig. You're right. They're they're so, a hog. Yeah, they're a hog. That's what a Razorback is. And if is.
0: you guys don't, out, there, out there don't know, Pablo is for whatever reason like a huge sucker for pigs and rhinos and rhinos he wears yes. a rhino t-shirt like one of those I do really nerdy tacky t-shirts like with, the wolf shirt yeah the wolf a rhino on it yeah it's, it's amazing it's, it's,
1: i love it it's something yeah <laughs> i also have a pig shirt too do you I've i never, never wear it it's really pink well it's not something i wear out in public and i think it doesn't fit me anymore i might wear it one day I lose a lot of weight, I'll wear it. And you guys No, will you laugh. should
0: wear it even if you don't
1: lose any weight. Oh no, that's a little, that's embarrassing. Why? Is
0: that a little too on the nose or what? <laughs>
1: Just a little, a little no. <laughs> oh, that was dirty. Ah, oh, maybe true. I need to lose weight. Anyways. <laughs> you and me both, brothers? All, all right. good. All, all right. right we'll do it man. together while we hold hands. Mmm. I like it. Yeah. Moving on to the final closing topic. Um, what factions? Faction predictions. Out of the shooting out shots in the dark, spitballing faction predictions best and worst faction go best and worst i'm gonna say best i'll say space marines this so gets a safe bet no matter what Th- that's you're right space marines are a safe bet to be the best faction worst i'm gonna go with guard really yeah so that guard article you just didn't get you pumped up huh Guard I, I guess I'm route.
0: still just so skeptical from you know the six and 7th editions of mm-hmm. Guard that I I don't think that they could breathe life back into it. Right.
1: Okay. Um. So I'm actually gonna go with Chaos Space Marines best. So Chaos Space Marines really? Yes. So, I, hear me out. I've got some theories. Uh, so first off, Death Guard. They they were yeah they we were, saw that they at were right. right. So so the Death Guard. We're getting new models, which which might mean new rules, right? Um, and I did read that triumvir of the Primark fluff, and Gilman has a certain brother that's pretty mad. And the GW guys on the on their live stream said something about a dude in a cowl coming back. Um, and a there's cowl, only huh? there's only two guys in the whole forty k universe who are badass enough. To wear a cowl, and be interesting. Cypher's one of them, but we already got Cipher, and, and the other is Mortarian. Well, Call wears one too, doesn't he? Bolisarius Call. Yeah, yeah, but he already came out. So we need. Oh, I mean, I just, we, we you, need a triumvir. Isn't cool. <laughs> it, All right. You're right. Fair. We need a triumvirate of the call. My <laughs> point being <laughs> is that Abaddon. He's he's on a roll. I read the end times fluff recently. Mm-hmm. I know what a badass chaos champion. Can get done, mm-hmm. so so our was the shit. He he, completely rocked. 10 you're times. you're going back into Age of
0: Sigmar again. You're relapsing. right, right,
1: right. So basically, the point is is that chaos is rolling. You know, uh, all the three of the triumvirates so far have been the Imperium. You can't have a good storyline with some tug and pull. Without some tug, and without pull. some tug and pull. So so we have we have right now the Space Marines and the Imperium. They're pulling mm-hmm. right. So I'm thinking like chaos should pull back. So hmm. my prediction is is that the Chaos Space Marines are going to come back in a big way. The maybe Abaddon's going to like blow up a key planet. I don't know. What whatever. But I feel like I really like the story, the way that the direction the story is going, and the way the fluff is evolving. So I feel like what I want is chaos to do something cool, and the way they do that, maybe like a triumvirate of chaos or like a Triumvir of Zena. Ah, probably not that. Triumvir of chaos would be pretty cool.
0: Like I'll I, tell you right now. I I going in eighth edition. You can have your triumvirate. You can have your your cowled figure. Just please, GW, make my berserkers good again. <laughs> Fuck. I've got 160 of them. That's a real number. That's <laughs> half of those are world eaters from, from Forge World. Yikes. Jesus, please. I don't want to have them like gather dust anymore. I kid you not, I genuinely thought about putting them in the garage. Like right. in a cardboard box, because they're just taking so much space up in my in my closet. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So So GW, please. For the love of God. Yeah. So the blood god.
1: Oh, for the love of the blood god, um, I think I think Chaos Space Marines are probably going to be the best faction, um, or maybe tied with Space Marines, um, but that's just my prediction. The worst faction, yeah, I think it might be Eldar. Eldar, yes, I just I just think so. I feel what, what like do you think that you think the, the the GW the 40k pendulum has spoken if, if, uh, has spoketh. GW has killed Death Stars. Do you, you, you think that they were out to just take all our
0: toys? Is what you're, you're hoping that it seems like? <laughs> it just seems like that everything that was shiny and good and like kicked ass at tournaments are just like, well, if you guys are such good players, then yeah. you can play with or without these fucking things. Yeah, you can, you <laughs> guys can, you
1: guys can take your Eldar and and give them all, make them all T1, yeah, with no. Anyways, the I I just I just they're my shot. I I'm kind of more hoping. You know, I never really liked the Eldar. Uh, personally as a faction like i just i'm just like you guys are pricks like i'm normally okay with pricks if you guys listen to me on the ninth realm on thursday i'm normally okay with dicks in in the lore yeah like you the dark are. elves are like the dark Love elves you some are dicks <laughs> <laughs> the dark elves are are, are jerks uh-huh. to everyone in the lore um but the eldar they're kind of like they're not even pompous they're they're like mysterious like oh we know better than the monkeys. And we're going to pretend to be nice, but we're not really going to be dicks, but we really are. They're just more fake about it. I just don't like the Eldar. I just don't like, I don't like the Eldar at all. Dark Eldar. Crafty fucking Eldar. Yeah. So anyways, that's my second shot in the dark is I feel like Eldar, Hmm. but we'll see. Anyways, guys, what do you guys think? Um, what factions do you guys want to be better, and what factions do you not care about? So That's another much? talking point right there. Which other ones do I want to be better?
0: I would oh. love to see orcs be good again.
1: I want, I want people to start bringing ultramarine, ultramarines, not blue scars. You brought blue scars. I did bring blue scars, and I, I shame myself every day for You're it. You're ashamed to your family. It's, what, what I do is, is I, I grab one of those uh, penitence whips. With ultramarine omega symbols on it, and I whip myself every time blue scars show up. I'm like, shame, wick, shame. Oh, yeah, do you
0: do you you also do it when you put warp spiders in your army?
1: No, no, I'm okay with that. Thought you didn't like Eldar. Oh, you know what? They're space marines. They're not warp spiders. Oh my god. They they are space marines who who do their <laughs> best warp spider impression. They're and they're better than warp spiders. Those those space marines consistently charge into other people's warp spiders and kill them. It's great.
0: Wow, power suggestion, huh?
1: Yeah, uh, actually, um, I do remember playing an Eldar player once, and I gave all my Eldar all my warp spiders' weapon skill five or plus one to their weapon skill instead of plus one to their ballistic skill because all like his entire army, with the exception of the other warp spiders, like I couldn't I was wounding them all on threes or fours. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to give them all a plus 1 weapon skill and charge your like 30 warp spiders with my 30 warp spiders and my 30 warp spiders are winning in close combat and I just had to win the reroll the the reroll on the hit and run and my warp spiders are doing work. They're like, "Oh, well, this is our objective warp spiders. What's up? We brought our combat knives instead of our better shooty guns." Yes. <laughs> anyway, you're just a wild and crazy guy, Pablo. Oh, totally. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's been the episode. Thanks very much for listening. Um, Once again, tell me what you guys think about uh, what factions you want to see improve. James wants to see corn berserkers, more corn berserkers. I want to see more ultramarines and actual using actual ultramarines rules. The
0: real question, Pablo, on everybody's mind right now, and I can't believe that you still haven't gone over it. Uh I've tried holding my tongue this whole time, and I'm just going to save it for the end end of the episode. But the real question is, is, can pink horror summon... (gasps) <gasps> I don't know.
1: That's a. The world really... may never know, Pablo. The world may never know. Uh, they, they they summon uh, joy and happiness into the world. That's fine. That's there you go. That's fine. That's it. Boom. The question is, and it still story. stands.
0: Can Pink Horror summon?
1: All right, guys. Well that's the ep- that's the episode, guys. Stay tuned to FrontlineGaming.org. Um we're gonna have a lot of good stuff coming to you guys your way when the new edition hits. Um so be excited for that. And that's it. Have a good one.